Welcome to The Author's Journey with number one international best-selling author and in-demand publisher, Rebecca Hall Greider. Today, we'll showcase the works of an amazing best-selling author, find out the story behind their book, and explore ways to bring your message powerfully forward. Now, here's your host, Rebecca Hall Greider. Welcome, everyone. I hope that you're having an amazing day. I'm honored to be connecting in with you for another episode of The Author's Journey, where we get an opportunity to talk candidly with best-selling authors, and they share what the journey was really like to bring their book forward, what they learned, what they discovered, what surprised them, why they designed the cover the way they designed it, and what it took to really bring their book forward, as well as sharing with you what their book's about. So we hope during the conversation, you're able to be inspired, to be encouraged, to be given insight and ideas to help you on your journey, both in walking as you are called to walk, as well as ways to bring your message forward and your book forward. So with that, let's take a moment to connect in. Let's take a breath. Beautiful. I encourage you to get a piece of paper so you are able to take notes as you get ideas and suggestions and things that pop up within you as we're talking and sharing to support you in bringing your book and your message forward. This is your time and opportunity to be poured into, to be still, to receive all that is here for you. But in order to do that, you have to be open and still to receive. So I encourage you to take time right now to stop doing and really be fully present Be ready to receive everything that is here to serve and support you on your journey. Be excited to be still and be poured into, open to receiving everything that is here for you today. Take great notes as those ideas and insights come to you and they bubble up within you so that you can capture those. You can actually start to bring them forward. Wonderful. So let's take a moment as we're connecting in or taking a deep breath Slowing down a little bit to become fully present, opening our hearts, our ears to fully receive, our spirit to hear all that's going to be poured into it. And as you're opening up and breathing and becoming still, take a moment and check in. What is it you need today to encourage and support you on your journey? What do you need? Real time. that you are willing to receive and you're open to receiving. Not how, we don't need to figure out how yet, but really what are you open to receive? What is it you need to support you on your journey? Just identify that. Take another breath. Come back into the room, fully present. And take a moment to write that down so you can keep it top of mind throughout our time together today. And I know there is something for you today by the very nature that you have tuned in. So I encourage you to be excited, leaning and looking forward to receiving all that is here for you. And open to being surprised, maybe an unexpected insight or idea or reminder will come into the conversation today and you're clicking forward to hearing and receiving. Beautiful.
Well, I'm just thrilled to introduce our guest today, and I was sharing with him prior to the show that I'm going to share a little bit more of his bio than I normally do, because I really want to give you a a scope and feel of all that he's bringing to the table. And you can see his full bio online. You'll see additional information. But I wanted to share a little bit more about him today as we dig into um, understanding his book, because so much of his book ties into his journey and what has led him through to today. So let me introduce Autry L. Denson Jr. to you. He is an international best-selling Christian author, has a master's in Christian leadership. He is an American football coach and former NFL football player. In college, he was a running back for Notre Dame. He played professionally four seasons in the NFL with the Miami Dolphins, Indianapolis Colts, and the Chicago Bears. In one season in the Canadian Football League, CFL, with the Montreal Alouettes. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Alouettes. Alouettes. Thank you, Alouettes. Perfect. And after retiring from professional sports, he spent several years in the financial industries working for such companies as New York Life, the oh, there's there's such a list here Wachovia, Merrill Lynch, just to name a few of the companies. And in 2009, he accepted his calling. So he answered his calling to go into ministry to mentor young students, athletics, athletes, through his Poise program to promote spiritual growth, academic development, and character training and sports training. He is currently the head coach at Charleston Southern University, and he sees football as a platform God has given him to win lives, not just games. Please lean in and warmly welcome the powerful and dynamic Autry L. Denson Jr. to the show. Welcome! Uh, Thank you very much, Rebecca. That was a very, very, uh, very warm welcome. You are so welcome. I'm just thrilled and honored to have you joining us. And I'm really excited to talk about the book. You just recently received it. So we're recording this show, I think, the week following the release of your book. So everything's very fresh, (laughs) which is exciting to be able to talk with you about it and the experience. And I wanted to start the conversation with why. Why did you feel led to bring this book forward? You know, for me, it's very simple. Uh, everything, uh, everything with me begins and ends with my faith. And so, uh, in about 2017, uh, God placed it on my heart to write a devotional, and I spent uh, about six months. <laughs> I guess you could say uh, arguing with God because I was like, "No way, you can't be talking about me." And then uh, it got to the point where just the Holy Spirit convicted me to the point that I said, okay, listen, I got to do it. And and so I, I did it, but started just writing and, you know, it was, it began with just a submission and a surrender as I you kind of alluded to that I did with my call. And it was just answering uh, God's, uh, the Holy Spirit uh, prompted me to do so. And uh, it was just me responding out of obedience. Mm. I love that. And so in um, 2017, you finally became convicted and started. It sounds like after six months of wrestling. 
which which I love too. It wasn't an immediate yes, <laughs> you know. It was who me and you know that that wrestling that can occur. And you started writing, and you brought forward and birthed the book, Running by Faith, that just was released this past week and became an international best-selling book. So number one best-selling book in the U.S. and international hitting multiple categories and countries that it was um, received in. And so I'm curious with um, when you started writing the book and you saw some of the journey ahead, what helped you go from the conviction I'm okay, I'll start, (laughs) I'm doing this, to really birthing and creating Running by Faith and then bringing it forward, because sometimes we can get stuck in we're still working on it phase. What helped you bring it forward? You know what, uh, my best friend, uh, Marlon uh, Llewellyn, and we've been uh, best friends for over 33 years now. And uh, so uh, let me back up and say I had an accountability partner who is my best friend, and he wasn't just checking in on me because uh, it was the, I mean, he started checking in on me specifically, not just for us to touch base, but saying, hey, have you written today? You know, mm-hmm. uh, I began, you know, you say when I answered the call, I just began journaling. And so mm-hmm. I just started journaling and, and, and I wanted to just get thoughts on paper. Uh, I didn't start organizing it so much later, but once I got convicted and Marlon, who was a, a buzz at the time, just nagging me all the time, did you write today? <laughs> did you write today? It became just, hey, let's just get my thoughts down on paper. And if you know me, like I said, I'm led man, by the Holy Spirit, what I, what I did is I would just write when, when I felt led. So I would have my journal. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a techie, so I would have my journal on my phone, uh, mm-hmm. on my computer, on my iPad. And so I would just write when I felt compelled by the Holy Spirit, and I worried about organizing it later. And so mm-hmm. it was him constantly checking in saying, hey, man, are you writing today? To the point where it just became a habit where if I didn't write, I felt like I was missing out on something. Mm-hmm. How powerful. And I bet at times it was like, man, he's going to ask again. <laughs> I can just feel it. <laughs> and I can't lie to him, right? And so mm-hmm. I got to be obedient to the Holy Spirit, and I can't lie to my best friend. And so it was the best thing that can ever happen. And uh, it is just another example why God has connected us over the years. I love it. It was a group effort. The Holy Spirit, the obedience, the accountability, your best friend. Oh, I love it. I love it. And that willingness to just keep taking steps. And I love that it became a habit, that you developed this habit of listening, responding, that you did it in a way that you carried your journal with you, that you were able to capture those moments and times that you were given that that download, that message to bring forward. So we are we are getting ready to go to our first commercial break. And as we do that, listeners, I want you to think about what Audrey has shared with us so far and really see how that's speaking to you. See how maybe there's something you're working on wanting to bring forward, maybe getting that accountability buddy to support you quote-unquote nag you, encourage you to help it become a habit so that you can bring it forward. So take a look at that, and we're going to continue our conversation from how it went from this journaling um, habit to really coming forward as an international bestseller. We'll continue our conversation in just a moment. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Explore the poetry of Sam Yao. 
His book of poems, Soul's Journey, is a number one international bestseller. Sam is a contemporary poet with a unique and highly relatable poetic style to convey the essence of spiritual truths for our time. Readers will find beauty, inspiration, and healing in his words. Get his book, Soul's Journey, today on Amazon.com or visit SamYaoPoetry.com. That's SamYaoPoetry.com. Rebecca Hall Greider's Speaker Talent Search is looking for speakers wanting to get on more stages. With just one audition, you could open the doors to hundreds of speaking opportunities, reach more people, and expand your impact. Finalists get to audition live in front of leaders looking to fill all kinds of speaking opportunities. Apply now at SpeakerTalentSearch.com. That's SpeakerTalentSearch.com. We look forward to hearing your message. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Welcome back, everyone. I hope that you took that moment to really sink into all that Audrey was sharing with us, some of his journey, and some of what he had in place to support him and really build that habit of writing and listening and really seeing where he was being led. And that so much so that it became a habit that he missed if he went a day or two without writing. And really, how can you build that kind of a a habit in your life, especially for those things that you are being called to do that you're maybe wrestling with a little bit or getting stuck in. Um, how can you start to build that support in to help you bring it forward? Now, I want to circle back to some of what he was sharing with us that he built this habit of writing in his journal. So I think some of us are good about writing in the journals, but for some reason, that's where the message stays. And it just keeps growing. And so I'm curious, how did you go from journal writing to now is the time to publish, um, go through all those steps, get the cover designed, and really bring it to the world and not just make it available, but launch it? How did you make that shift to do that? Uh, Because it was obedience. Uh, As I said before, my faith is everything. So it got to the point to where... I had actually gone, actually transitioned from journaling to where I had it in a structure on a Word document to where it was in the structure of a book, right? So I had mm. my days and, you know, I had already been, you know, seeking God for guidance in regards to the structure. And I thought God for everything, but I actually had it to where it was on a Word document in the, the, the basically the format that it is in the book right now. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2018. Mm. I sat on it, and I'll say this, I found legitimate excuses to sit on it mm-hmm. for that amount of time, and all that happened is that the Holy Spirit whooped my butt to the point where mm-hmm. I felt so convicted and I felt so disobedient that I said, I got to get it done. And so then at that point, I was totally focused on, I have to be obedient. And by the grace of God, he connected me with some great people. And at that point, it was all about moving this thing and getting it out. Not for sales, not for any accolades, but because it was, a, it was I had to be obedient. And so it was mm. that strong of a conviction that I could not sit any longer. And the fact that I had gotten to the point where it at least was, I thought I had been obedient enough, right? I had written the book. It was there. <laughs> and you know what? 
like I say, legitimate excuses, and I, I tell my kids this all the time, legitimate excuses are, they are things that they really happen, but if you don't get the result, it's still an excuse. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what? Got a wife and kids. Yep, I got to do this. I got responsibilities at home and at work. But at the end of the day, if I don't do what I'm called to do, it's a legitimate excuse. And so I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't be disobedient anymore. And at that mm-hmm. point, I did everything I had to do. I leaned in even closer to God. And by God's grace, I'm still humbled that I actually have a book, right? Like, I actually have a book that has been put out. And uh, it is so refreshing because all I wanted to do was be obedient, and I've been able to check that box. Mm. And and I and I love that. And not only you know checking that box, not wrestling anymore, it's come forward, but to have it received so powerfully, yeah. so quickly. I saw the buzz in social media and the response and the excitement. It's still going on as you um, are sharing it out and the print versions coming out, all of those things and are continuing to have this beautiful buzz and momentum. Did that surprise you? Was that, what was that like? What did that feel like in such a short time, it being so powerfully received? Really just humbling, really humbling. And uh, just deepening my faith in in God and just trusting in the relationship uh, that I had with them. Because again, for me, it was obedience, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the cool thing about your faith, right? And here's the cool thing about God. It's so we do things because he's our heavenly father, and it's because we're what that's what we're supposed to do, right? We're supposed to be obedient. But this is how cool God is. He rewards us for our obedience, right? Mm-hmm. So not only are we supposed to do it, he's so cool that he even gives you stuff for it. So to see mm-hmm. it being well-received is just a further, uh, just further confirmation for me that, man, when you, when you trust in God's plans and you go his way, he always gives you more than what you can expect. But mm. the key is we have to answer that call uh, when you when I'm having those moments of feeling inadequate or when I want to offer up a legitimate excuse instead of using that as a reason to justify procrastination, leaning in to God and allowing him to move me past my comfort zone and take me out of my comfort zone into a level of uncomfort, but being led by him so that I can get to the end to where he's trying to take me. Mm. Powerful. And and I'm curious, those moments where he's taking you out of your comfort zone, because I suspect there are many listeners today that are being stretched or being asked to come out of their comfort zone where they do not feel comfortable, where they feel stretched yeah. beyond how they see themselves. What helped you face that and keep moving forward? And what advice would you give them? What helped me face it moving forward is... Again, I can't be. I, I, I'm. I'm not. I cannot be disobedient, and I'm probably the most competitive person on planet Earth. Like, so once <laughs> I set my mind to do something, it's going to get done. And then it's not just doing it. I don't set goals to meet standards. I set goals to exceed standards. And so when it's for Christ, it has to be better. And that's how He wired me. So once that mind is made up, it is one thing, and it's one thing only. It is. It is, and it actually is one of our. Uh, our standards here with our football ministry, and it's a, it's gear. Everything's about giving a God honor and effort with the God honor attitude, and then I trust God with the results. So mm. leaning into Christ, trusting in Him, and then being able to operate through the natural God-given talents and gifts He's given me, the demeanor, the mindset, and just letting letting that just just flow naturally. Mm. 
Beautiful. So really trusting, leaning in, and then using the gifts and how he wired you um, to to bring that forward um, is, is really powerful. I love that. So I also, there's so many things I'm excited to talk with you about today. Um, I know that you have prepared a reading. Before we go to the reading, would you mind sharing... Um, what your vision was for the book, because I know you were bringing it forward out of obedience, but did you have a desire planted in your heart that when someone picked up this book, what would it do for them? What would, were you given a vision around that? Yes, ma'am. So I'll give you two. So the one is, is that I look out and I have a heart for people. And so what I look out and I see is a bunch of hurt people hurting people, right? And so mm-hmm. my heart just couldn't take it anymore. So it was like, you know what? I want to have something that allows people to heal, but in a fun way. I I, got to have fun in everything I do. So it's, hey, how can we enjoy the Word of God without feeling like it's drudgery? We should want to spend time with God. But I get Mm -hmm. it. We got time constraints. We got all of this stuff. And so the whole thought in keeping it short was that this is an appetizer to a meal, right? And our relationship with God is a bigger meal. I want to whet your appetite so you can see, man, this is fun hanging out with Christ. You know what? The Bible is like a soap opera. So I'm not changing it, but changing the words and just changing how it's presented so that then people will have a desire to go deeper. And so that's why uh, I wanted to do it in that manner. But that mm-hmm. was the vision to, to be able to heal while having fun and uh, growing mm-hmm. deeper with Christ. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. And these, it's a collection of um, two-minute devotionals, and the title is um, Running by Faith. Anything you'd like to add to that? Uh, in addition to, you know, I felt like, uh, and this is the way I live my life. So that's why I say a lot of things came out so naturally because uh, I live it, is that uh, to me, the Bible is our, is our roadmap, right? And, and so mm-hmm. it, it provides answers for us. So I, it, it provides answers to our everyday problems. And so what I wanted to also get people to do was say, listen, our circumstances change, uh, our situations change, finances change, family change, everything changes, but the Word of God doesn't. And so we should be seeking the Word of God for our answers to our everyday questions. Friends are good. Mom and dad, parents, they, they, they love us. But we should be looking to the Word of God to see how to handle the uh, different situations that we throw, go through uh, day in and day out. And so it's really just, again, to point people to Christ uh, through relationship and also to uh, give them that healing, give them those, uh, those, those, those everyday solutions to where they can apply the Word of God in their life and uh, run by faith. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. And I'd love for you to do a reading. So anyone who's listening, just like, I want to know more about this. They don't have their copy yet. Can you do um, a sample reading for us and share why you chose that? Oh, wow. You know what? This is my absolute favorite. This is my one of my favorite ones. And the reason I can tell you the backstory. So my wife and I were going to, uh, <laughs> we have four kids, uh, now two grandkids. And so uh, we were in a extremely uh, busy schedule because of our children. They, they're busy than us. Go figure, right? And so we were headed to the Bahamas for a weekend because we're from Florida. So we're headed to the Bahamas. We're able to get rid of the kids. They were with Grandma. And uh, where we used to live in Coconut Creek, there is a young woman. I say young woman, but Miss Pam has to be probably late 50s, early 60s. But uh, she is the most beautiful soul I've ever come in contact with. And so we've moved to different places uh uh, different different places in the state of Florida. We live in different states. But every time I come home, I go to that public just to see Miss Pam. 
because mm-hmm. it is unbelievable. Her spirit and I mean, it's just infectious. And in fact, you'll hear this in the in the reading. Her line will be twice as long as anyone else's because you just want to experience Miss Pam. And mm. so that's how I came up with Everyday Heroes of Faith. In honor of Miss Pam, we had just gone to Publix. Uh, I got a chance to go through her line, and then we went down to the port and left on our cruise. And uh, it was on my heart. So I actually was writing it on my phone while we were waiting to uh, board our ship. Mm. Mm. So you ready for me to go with it? I, I know. We were pausing. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right. I, All right. um, so I was taking that day. in and picturing your moment of um, as you're waiting and having this on your heart and writing. And yes, I'd love for you to share. Man, this town is awesome. I'm telling you. Uh, if you're in the Coconut Creek Publix in South Florida, you want to go to the one in Winston Park. So uh, I'm going to try to do my best to, uh, to read it and uh, actually not get choked up. But uh, everyday heroes of faith, uh, the key verse is Hebrews 13 and 2, and it says, Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have ent- entertained angels without realizing it. If you are not careful to guard our hearts, if we are not careful to guard our hearts and minds in regards to the constant negative messages and images that are out there, we will miss the opportunities to celebrate real-life heroes of faith. That's right. Heroes of faith are not just found in the pages of, of the Bible. Through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, there are people around us that on a daily basis are faithfully functioning as the the hands and feet of Christ. For me and anyone who has the privilege of walking into the public supermarket at Winston Park in Coconut Creek, Miss Pam stacks up with the best of the Bible heroes. Miss Pam is a beautiful child of God who works as a cashier but clearly understands that her position is her platform on which she can spread the love of God to everyone she comes in contact with. Immediately when you approach the cashier area, area, you can hear the difference. From the time a customer walks into her line, the first thing you notice is a huge smile that is like the doorway to an even bigger heart. She greets each customer by letting them know how much she loves them and how appreciative she is for them choosing her line. Next, she explains to the customer that is next in line that she will be with them in a moment. Her humility and love for Christ are on full display at all times. In fact, my family and I no longer live in the area. But every time we visit, I intentionally go. I, I am intentional about going to Publix just so I can have an encounter with this giant of faith in action. When I look at Miss Pam, I see the best humanity. I see a person who is not afraid to lead with love, which literally brings tears to my eyes. This by no means implies that Miss Pam is perfect without her own set of unique flaws. However, it gives me hope to see that our God is so awesome that he can take flawed and perfect individuals such as Miss Pam, me, and you, and if we are willing, he can transform us into vessels through which hope and love can flow in abundance. The key is we must make ourselves available to be used by him. Now, most, now to most people, this is where the intimidation and fear kick in because of the misconception that there is a litany of prerequisites that must be fulfilled before God can use you. So let me set the record straight once and for all. God isn't looking for perfection. What he's looking for are individuals who love him so much they are willing to love his people. Will you dare to make yourself available for God's purpose? Will you, like Miss Pam, become a hero of faith by allowing the Holy Spirit to transform you to be the hands and feet of Christ and by courageously sharing his love every day with everyone? And then it goes into the different questions. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate that and um, the opportunity to um, hear some of your heart as well as you're sharing one of your favorite uh, 
devotionals um, from the book and honoring Miss Pam and her walk. Um, I love that. And that reminder to be willing and choosing to love one another and uh, walk as, as we're called to walk. I so appreciate that. And I wanted to also, um, as we've given people a little bit of a flavor of the book and some of what uh, led you to bring it forward and some of the wrestling that you did in bringing it forward, there's also a piece that is significant, and that's the number 23. Do you mind sharing why that's significant and how you wove that significance into the structure of the book? Well, the number 23, first and foremost, it is for, you know, the 23rd Psalms, but also it was the number that I wore in, uh, as a, it was a football jersey number that I wore in high school, uh, in college at the University of Notre Dame, and for the first, uh, when I played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFL. And so, mm-hmm. as I look back over my life, and I shared this in the book, is that the Lord is my shepherd, I should not want. The number 23, it literally, everything about it to where I've been, to where I am as a head coach at a, a Christian university, it's just evident that God has been my shepherd, leading and guiding me the entire way. And so 23 is what I'm known for on the field, and uh, 23rd Psalm uh, off the field. And so, again, it's just further evidence and conviction for me that God, has His plans are perfect. It is uh, not a surprise to him in that uh, he has been guiding me and leading me to this point my entire life. Mm, so powerful. And and did you tie that into how the devotions are arranged or the number of devotions? I was just curious if how yes. deeply you wove that in. Yes, and that you know you are correct. So there are twenty there are twenty three devotions for that reason because that was my number. And then what's different is is that uh that we they go in descending order, and so what that's representative of is that as Christians we're count, we're called to live countercultural to the world, and so twenty three for those reasons descending order. So it starts with day twenty three down to day one to represent the countercultural mindset that we must have if we're gonna live on fire for Christ. I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. We are getting ready to go to our next commercial break. And as we do that, I want to think about all that Audrey has shared and even the um, reading that he shared with us today and really see what is speaking to you. Are there certain numbers perhaps in your life that have great significance for you? How can you bring that forward, weave that into what you're creating? How can you harness the gifts and talents and the way you're wired and add that to how you are bringing your messages forward. Take a couple moments, really sink in and see what is speaking to you, what can support you, what can help you bring your message forward. And we'll continue our conversation in just a moment. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Explore the poetry of Sam Yao. His book of poems, Soul's Journey, is a number one international bestseller. Sam is a contemporary poet with a unique and highly relatable poetic style to convey the essence of spiritual truths for our time. Readers will find beauty, inspiration, and healing in his words. Get his book, Soul's Journey, today on Amazon.com or visit SamYaoPoetry.com. That's Sam, Y-A-U, Poetry.com. 
Rebecca Hall Greider's Speaker Talent Search is looking for speakers wanting to get on more stages. With just one audition, you could open the doors to hundreds of speaking opportunities, reach more people, and expand your impact. Finalists get to audition live in front of leaders looking to fill all kinds of speaking opportunities. Apply now at SpeakerTalentSearch.com. That's SpeakerTalentSearch.com. We look forward to hearing your message. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you took that time to really sink into all that was speaking to your heart, to your spirit. One thing I love about this podcast is it's play on demand. So if there is a section you want to go back to and listen to again or listen to the reading or something that really spoke to you, you can do that. So I want you to to remember that. You can rewind (laughs) and go back and listen to sections that are speaking to you or you want to share with somebody. So remember that you have that ability with the structure of the way we've created the show. So you can listen to those parts again that are speaking to you or supporting you. And sometimes I find when I re-listen to things, I hear things I didn't hear the first time or I hear them differently. So I'm going to encourage you to do that on this show in particular. Some of the things that Autry is sharing with us are, are so powerful and impactful. And one of the things I would love for for him to share with us, so Audrey, if you're okay with this, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your cover. I know I've told you over and over, I love it, (laughs) and I do. I think it's so powerful. And I'd love for you to share um, the cover, describe it, and what you were trying to capture with it. So the cover, like, again, I, I hate to be redundant, but it was me just relying upon God. And so I was looking through different things, you know, uh, trying to find ideas. And I came across, I said, all right, so running by faith. And so faith, I immediately think of a cross, right? That, you know, and then it was, I found a pitch of water and I had a person in the shadow running. So I talked to uh, Jack and said, hey, can we put these together? Because I said, what's more impactful than, I mean, running on water? toward the cross, so running by faith, and he did a phenomenal job of bringing that vision forward, but uh, it was very representative of uh, what the book is about, right? Having faith, stepping out of the boat as as they did in the Bible, and running by faith toward and with Christ. I I love it. And it wasn't like strolling or walking casually. It was running (laughs) with purpose. (laughs) (laughs) The image. Um, And that's Right, yeah. <laughs> and that's very. Yeah, very I, I, and I have two. I have two seventeen-month-old uh, twin grandkids, so uh, mm. we don't walk anywhere. They run <laughs> everywhere. So yes, we get somewhere fast. <laughs> Oh, I love that! <laughs> beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. And then, um, as you're reflecting uh, back on our conversation today, is there anything just dropping into your heart or your spirit that for all those authors that are in the journaling stage or they're um, trying to figure out what to bring forward and some of those next steps, any advice or tips you would give to them to encourage them on their journey and really bring their book, their message forward? Just do it. Just keep moving. The Holy Spirit and God will always 
bring the provisions or provide the provisions that you need at the time when you need it, but you have to keep moving forward, right? You can't get stuck. Find a way to keep going forward, and that's probably the biggest deal, right? We have to be able to overcome ourselves and our natural tendencies before we can overcome anything else, and the only way we can do that is tapping into the supernatural. And so, again, keep moving forward. Be determined to keep moving forward and trust that as you do, when you get to that fork in the road, that the provision will be sufficient. Mm, beautiful. Thank you. And I and I have a question because I know behind the scenes you shared this with me a little bit, and I just thought it was very um, impactful. Um, in those moments where you were stretching beyond your comfort zone, when you were um, feeling maybe even inadequate to face something, mm-hmm. or who am I, or who me? Um, how were you able to shift your perspective on that and lean more into God to to bring what you're called to bring forward? Because at the end of the day, these are his people. I'm just a messenger. And so God has to give me a message for his people. And so I just kept relying upon the fact that I don't have to do the heavy lifting. My job is to surrender and make myself available. God has to do the heavy lifting. He will always have a message for his people. He just needs us to be willing vessels to work through. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. I had um, a paraphrased quote that um, came by my, it was Facebook. I think it was my Facebook feed. And it was from um, Jeremiah 29, 11, And it said, God isn't asking you to figure it all out. He's asking you to trust that he already has. Yeah. Amen. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds me because sometimes I spend so much time trying to understand and figure things out, and that's not where my energy is best used. <laughs> it's taking the steps and trusting. Yeah, taking another step. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Oh, so beautiful. And I also know that you have upcoming projects that you are working on. I know the print book has been released, and so I'd love for you to share a little bit about your upcoming projects that you're working on so our listeners are aware. I also know that um, proceeds from some of the sales are going towards some of the upcoming projects. Um, So would you mind sharing a little bit about that? So to talk about uh, the projects or anything that we have going on, I first speak about the vision that God has given me. So everything that I'm doing is about establishing a legacy and not just a legacy, you know, for us to say, Hey, here, here, who is who we are, but it's a legacy, you know, that is based upon faith, family, financial freedom, and philanthropy for in the future. And so, I mean, it's this a family legacy. And so our mission statement actually is to allow our faith in God to be the foundation of our family. By living according to biblical principles of stewardship, we can experience financial freedom so that we may be free to engage in a lifestyle of philanthropy that will create hand-ups that positively affect the future of others. The Cliff Notes version of that is, is that God has given me a heart for his people. Uh, I model that for my children. As a matter of fact, our rule in the house is 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. I follow my examples. I follow the example of Christ. And so my vision that God has given me is that I want my grandkids, their grandkids, to be able to, when they, when someone asks them what their job is, I want their profession to be, my job is to help people. All 1,400 minutes, uh, 1400 minutes in a day, my job is to find people in need and to help them. 
And so mm-hmm. that is what we're trying to create with Denson Family Legacy. And uh, you alluded to, so a portion of the proceeds uh, that we're going to use is to eradicate homelessness and hunger, right? I, I feel like hunger, clothing, shelter, and food should not be a privilege. It's a right. And so mm-hmm. we are determined to uh, start building tiny home communities uh, to provide shelter for our homeless uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, which really pains my heart that a large portion of this population are ex-veterans. You're talking about men and women who have fought and defended our country, finding themselves with nowhere to live. And so it's the first step to me in restoring that dignity that we all deserve as just human beings created in God's image. And so I'm really excited about that. And that's what everything has been about, right? So obedience because we're blessed to be a blessing. And my mindset on financial resources are the more I have, the more I have that I can provide hand-ups. And again, not hand-outs, but hand-ups. And hand-ups really come down to us betting on people, right? I believe when you give people an opportunity, they're going to make good on it. And so mm-hmm. it's discipleship. We want to equip, encourage, and empower for the purposes of reciprocating the gun around and provide hand-ups for someone else. And so that's really what we're working on. It is how can we create a legacy of people, generations, that all we do is look for people's needs and we provide for them and help Mm. them move toward being who God's called them to be. So powerful. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. And I can hear and feel the passion, the conviction, the vision in your voice and and how you share and um, your commitment to bringing this forward and creating a legacy around it. Can you share your contact information, best way for people to get in touch with you and also the best way for them to get a copy of Running by Faith if they don't have one already? You know what? You can go to our family website, and it is uh, www.densonfamilylegacy.com, and that uh, last name is spelled D-E-N-S-O-N, familylegacy.com. And you can scroll through, and uh, under our purpose, you can either click on Hand Up, and it'll take you to uh, the book, or you can scroll down, and uh, it'll take you to a page we're running by faith. Uh, email probably is the best, and it's uh, Oxley at uh, densonfamilylegacy.com, or any of my social medias, uh, Facebook, Twitter or uh, Instagram, which are all just my first and last name. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. I appreciate you sharing what your journey has been like and bringing your book forward and the vision that you've been given. Um, I appreciate that. And I just am excited to celebrate your your success and your book being received so powerfully. I can't wait to see all of the seeds that are planted with it and with the um, resources that you are bringing forward to, to help so many with the vision and legacy that you have been given and are growing. So thank you again for joining us today. I truly appreciate it. And listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I hope that you have found some ideas and tips and you've even had something press on your heart and spirit to to um, encourage you to bring forward uh, more of you, bring forward the messages that you have been given to really harness the gifts and tools that you have, the abilities you've been given, the way that you're wired to help bring them forward even more. And that when you feel stretched beyond you, that you're leaning into the support that is there and is around you. So lean in. Be willing to bring your message forward, bring your book forward, and be willing to trust 
that it's all figured out, that there is a plan you can lean into and get that support. You don't have to figure it all out. You just need to keep taking steps. Have an amazing week, everyone. We'll look forward to talking to you next time. Thank you for tuning in to The Author's Journey. Please join Rebecca Hall Greider for another edition of The Author's Journey podcast every Monday on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until we talk again, use some of the tips and inspiration from today's show to guide you as you lean in to bringing your message forward. 